Hello and welcome to Talking SME, our quickfire chat with business leaders. I'm Jane O'Gorman, Director of 22, Experts in Flexible Recruitment and Consulting. And I'm very pleased today to welcome Suki Arcelen, CEO and co-founder of newly established Zing the digital experience platform designed for businesses who want to enrich the lives of their staff. They are here to disrupt and change employee engagement in our virtual working future. Hi, Suki. Thank, welcome and thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Jane. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Wonderful. And in a lovely sunny day too. Yes, absolutely. It's beautiful. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get to enjoy some of it later, Suki. <laughs> yes. Hope so. So Suki, you've had an exciting career path and are recognised for your commercial expertise. What, what does it mean to you to be the CEO of Zing? And what is it about Zing that particularly inspires you? Yes. So I think what is very exciting about Zing is that it's a solution that is needed. You know, today, and depends on the study, right, between 50% and 70% of the workforce engage in hybrid working. Um, and this new hybrid workforce uh, prefer uh, and favors company culture over individual compensation. And the result is, of course, uh, the, the, this phenomenon that we all know about that is called the great resignation. But the problem for companies is that uh, when they can't retain their staff, they underperform. So we uh, armed with these four observations. We have uh, designed uh, Zing, Zing to tackle, uh, to address this issue and to address uh, employee engagement. And what have we done? Uh, we've like did some even more research to confirm that this was really much a, an issue that companies were confronted by. And we were also trying to understand how they were trying to leverage it. And the answer is that very often they leverage it with the amount of money that the budget that they spend on employee events, you know, so company already spends 250 pounds per head uh, on employee experiences. But the problem, the problem is that that budget is not getting them very far because uh, hybrids, um, sorry, events today are not very inclusive. It's very um, difficult to fit the diverse workforce. It's difficult to accommodate all taste, religious belief, all generations, geographical locations. Uh, these activities are all often considered as forced fun. And with the hybrid workforce, it's very difficult to build capital, social capital with clients. So we've really designed Zing uh, to um, answer all of the pain points that companies were facing um, and to build a solution that was addressing employee retention. Interesting. Different platforms now, as you say. Can you tell me a little bit more about your USP? Yes, absolutely. So Zing is powered by a marketplace. Um, mm. What we do is that we enable content creators, passionate amateurs and professional businesses um, that have developed a digital offer to host and sell their virtual experiences on Zing to a global audience and simply using a phone, a laptop or a VR set. 
Wow. <laughs> so what stage are you at, Suki? What stage are you at at the moment? Uh, so we are um, early stage. We had um, an alpha product and we're now raising money for beta. So last year in 2021, we trialed our alpha product uh, over a period of time of three months uh, and across 15 SMEs. Uh, we had an average of 700 monthly unique users and positive feedbacks as people um, enjoyed playing the games and doing things together. So that was very promising. Um, and we're now um, doing this capital race to enhance our current platform. Um, it's a process that we started in early March and we're halfway through um, seeking and raising, sorry, raising the amount of money that we're seeking. Wow. So really exciting times ahead for you. Yes, yes. It's, uh, it's very uh, exhilarating and, and very exciting. Excellent. And, you know, you say yourself that your profile is, is very commercial, which must be absolutely crucial with what you're, you know, you're achieving at the moment. And I'm sure you can relate, be play to female entrepreneurs managing their way through funding rounds. Um, in spite of your busy work schedule, and it sounds like things are very busy at the moment, you still take time out to mentor yes. underrepresented founders, which is, which is a wonderful thing to do, Suki. What, what inspired you to become a, a mentor? So what inspired me is that um, a, few, a couple of years ago, I was looking for my next move. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've always had a strong entrepreneurial spirit, uh, but when I started my career, uh, my choice were very much guided by practicalities. Um, so I started my career in France. I needed a visa. So, of course, working with large company gave me the employee, uh, employment sorry, stability that I needed back then. But uh, a couple of years ago, I was ready to follow my intuition. So I started to build up my network and ask for advice. Um, and I was, as I was doing so, I, I just started to think, well, instead of, of only asking for things, why don't I also start sharing uh, my skills and, I'm, and what I'm good at? Um, and you know, my area of specialization <laughs> so far, <laughs> Uh, and, and back then was commercial planning, uh, business uh, modeling. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to share that. Um, I also no knew that I needed to narrow down my audience. I can't just say, you know, like post on LinkedIn, yay. Please <laughs> <laughs> if you need help. So I decided to, 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 that my audience will be underrepresented founders um, and companies um, delivering a positive social impact. And uh, how I started, you know, it's actually quite funny. Uh, so I did a Google research and I found uh, this uh, LSE cohort of former alumni um, and a founder with, um, she was selling a marketplace um, uh, and it was, I really loved her project and her idea. So I just, um, I found her on Instagram wow. uh, and I wrote her and I was so scared and concerned of sounding and appearing like a weird person. <laughs> so, so yes, I just wrote to her and I said, hey, I'm so cute, this is what I'm doing. Maybe I can be of any help, let me know. Uh, but she answered 
Um, and we started to work together and she introduced me to, to more uh, founders, to the people uh, running the accelerator programs at LSE. Uh, so yeah, that's how it all started. Isn't that amazing? You know, out of that decision that you made and then to follow through and start having those really amazing conversations yeah. and, and the support and the sharing that you mentioned. But what do you see as, as some of the greatest challenges for underrepresented founders from, from the work that you've been doing? Um, there are two things, I think. Um, so as a mentor, um, from the, um, the founders I've helped, I've often observed a real fear um, and reluctance to uh, around the numbers in general. And regardless of the background, could be could be engineers, uh, people with a finance degree, didn't matter. A real reluctance around numbers. Okay. So that was great because you know, as the work that we've been we were doing together was all about monetization of the idea, business plan, um, you know, benchmarking, like just all of the work that you need to put together in order to to validate the pricing and the commercial of a proposition was great, quite a strong basis to improve and to work on that. Um, but, um, and it was extremely important to do that because the funders were very likely to be asked questions from people from a financial background. You know, investors have often, not always, but often a financial background. Then the second observation is now that I am a founder myself, I observe that um, access to capital at pre-revenue stage is not always easy. Um, so there are lots of great initiatives and great things like loads of, of female angel networks, funds specialized in their representation, which is great because things are moving. I'm not sure it was the case 10 years ago. Uh, and it needs to move because I think the, the latest stats is that only 1% of the UK institutional money goes to underrepresented founders. So wow. that's that's really awesome. Yeah. But it also feels, you know, like the hard part is to get things off the ground. The hard part is to to build and to 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 have the resources before generating revenue and when you're trying and testing it out there. And I think that there are lots of individuals happy to help, but I didn't come across yet something that will enable to fund that scale, like, you know, bigger uh, tickets. Um, and and I just wonder, like, if it's if there is, like, indeed, like, a gap in, in the market uh, or if it's just uh, my own personal journey with with what I've managed to to achieve and, and who I've managed to, to meet so far. Well, and some of those figures in terms of that 1% as well, you yeah. know, and, and, and it's good that you mentioned that there has at least been a shift or there's some change. But do you think more could be done to change the shift? What do you think could be done that might help? I think, so, you know, going back to the the, the, the two, two, two things that, that I mentioned, I think uh, for any funder who doesn't feel comfortable with their financial just ask for help. <laughs> you know, yeah. there are so many initiatives and support systems out there now from Hatch Enterprise, which are doing an extraordinary work to Fundervine. And there will be so much, so many people trying to help volunteering, like like mostly they are uh, volunteers 
So there is nothing like the, like the only interest is to try to help you um, and they will help um, and provide support to to go through the journey of of owning the numbers and be more comfortable with it. And after when it comes to uh, access to capital, to be honest, I think like despite the, the, the gap that I've observed and that might be true, might not. It's just my personal um, you know, experience so far is that um, don't give up um, like to any funders who is struggling to, to raise money or anything. Don't give up, because if you have a solid idea that answers a solid need, a well-built proposition, a well-addressed market, um, then you will be uh, heard. <laughs> People want to invest in investable um, products. Um, so you will be heard at some point. So just keep on knocking at each and every door. Um, and, uh, and there are no reason why a great idea won't be found uh, ultimately. Funded, sorry. Excellent. And can you tell us, because obviously, you know, you will have experience through the mentoring that you've been doing, Siki. Can you perhaps tell us about an example or some of the successes of those that you, you have mentored uh, that they have had and benefited from by you being a sounding board? Sure, absolutely. So um, the first example that comes to my mind is these two female funders with some fantastic energy and super driven. And they started this company called Satis uh, Urino. Uh, oh, sorry, they changed the name. So I think now it's called Pequal. And uh, it's urinal designed by women for uh, women. And so I've worked with them. They, was part, they were part of the um, LX, LSC Accelerator program um, of last year, 2020-2021. So we worked together on their commercials and the way their financials were presented. And it helped them uh, considerably to secure the Accelerator um, first price mm-hmm. in cash, which was great because having that first um, amount of cash there helped them to build their prototype, which then subsequently helped them to raise money from angel investors. And they've recently announced earlier in the year that they've raised a quarter of a million from private uh, individual investors to uh, to produce more of their product and, and start to, to, to launch in the UK market. So that was extremely exciting. Um, and, um, and the second thing I think, you know, I've also been Invo- um, involved with a um, incubator program um, called Creo, and the aim of that program was to support female entrepreneurs um, in Lebanon. Right. Um, and it was, I think, between April and July, so kind of had the peak of very sadly um, a very um, big financial crisis where for Lebanon where. Um, you know, inflation went through the roof, um, and uh, and it was very difficult for funders to 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 be committed, and you know, to to just like they couldn't even have access to their credit cards. So it was a very difficult um, situation that I can't fully even fathom. Um, but um, on top of you know getting the pitch deck ready with one of the participants, uh, her name is Marise, and she's absolutely incredible. Um, I felt like, you know, just having a son board on a weekly basis, catching up uh, and just like, you know, here like for uh, almost because at that stage, it's not like mentoring, you know, when it's just like fine tuning or finalizing a few things for moral support. 
uh, it felt like it um, added her like lots of value and um, just uh, enabled her to to just to just push and, and and get the pitch deck done and and um, enable her to you know welcome her um, her next step. It's amazing. And where are they at now, Suki? Um, so um, I couldn't. I, I don't have any updates from Mary, so I can't really provide an update of where she is at with with her project. Okay, but really inspirational in terms of the support she's had from you so far. I think it was just like she is an inspirational woman, um, and uh, it was just so great to work with her. And and yeah, it just feels like being a sounding board brings also value to the funders. They feel it gives them their extra confidence boost. Amazing. And that must be so rewarding for you, just listening to those two examples in terms of the, you know, obviously the emotional support as as well as anything else. So that that must be such a positive outcome and, and great for you in terms of the benefit that you're bringing to them. If if you could give any tips to aspiring founders, and we've covered a few, and it's great, you know, that you've mentioned, you know, don't give up. If there were any top tips that you could give to aspiring founders, Suki, what would it be? Uh, sure. So to inspiring founders, um, I think just just give it a go. If you have an idea, um, just, uh, you know, build a business plan. I'm not telling you to leave your job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, like to great. I have an idea. I I can resign right away. But I'm saying, um, do it as a side hustle. Take you know, um, a few hours a week. It won't be enough, but it will. Like you know, if it's just to build a business model, understand the market at the beginning. Uh, it will just enable you to assess whether or not this can work. You see, um, you see what I mean. So just like do do something about it. I guess is my is my first advice. And after, if you feel that this can go somewhere, then you need to make the commitments to dedicate more time um, to it. Uh, and just you know, like um, uh, join um, idea stage accelerator programs. There are so again like so many initiatives out there. Uh, see. Uh, learn about like you know how to build a pitch deck, uh, what ex- investors are 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 seeking, and just really get out there, see if it's something that you want to commit yourself to, and um, and if it's something that you can commit yourself to and see a monetization monetization possible, then just like go for it because it's just such a a growing experience. Ultimately, it just feels like this entrepreneurial journey. It feels like I've grown so much more in eight months that I probably have been able to grow in four years. So I don't know. I don't know what like will be like comparative time scale, uh, but it's a it's a commitment uh, and it's uh, it's a discipline as well, especially especially in early stage and while uh, juggling with uh, other commitments. Very, very sound and good advice there, Suki. And and I'm sure you're very excited for, for the future ahead with Zing. There's a lot coming up for you in the future too. So so thank you so much for joining us today and for this valuable chat. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks. Thanks you so much, Jane, for having me. It was really great to speak with you. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing what's coming up soon for Zing too. 
And to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed our Talking SME. Look out for future episodes coming soon from 10 to 2. Experts in flexible recruitment and consulting.